Podcasting from the J&K Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to the show. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. And uh, there's been absolutely nothing going on in Reds baseball. It's been kind of boring the last uh, few days. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely not, not the right answer. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it's like something happens every day. A lot of people upset. Uh, not me. And we'll get into that. I, I actually am... A hundred percent optimistic with everything that's going on, but uh, I mean, we got a lot to get into. It, it seems like uh, between yesterday, yesterday was kind of quiet, but uh, I, I was on vacation, so it, it was kind of nice. I was in the mountains, super relaxed uh, when the Sunny Gray deal happened. Uh, so, you know, you know, I was I, my emotions were were pretty like okay, whatever, uh, I'll deal with it when I get home. Uh, so it wasn't the same knee jerk reaction a lot of people had, uh, but uh, Reds making a lot of moves, and uh, we'll get into them. I, I I think overall, and when we look back at these uh, in a few years, uh, we're probably going to say that the Reds won most of these trades. You know, I hope so. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know. It, it's really tough being a baseball fan, even a sports fan, because even the Bengals who are adding uh, to their uh, roster where they needed to this week, they've lost some players that were very popular. Uh, they did sign Clark Harris, who is just an awesome individual. But, uh, but you know, as fans of the team, especially even when they're mediocre, uh, like they've been the last couple of years uh, on the cusp of playoffs or made the expanded playoffs in 2020, uh, you know, and even in the bad years, uh, if you're a, if you're a diehard fan, uh, you get to know a lot. You almost get to feel like you know uh, the people that you're going to twenty games, watching a hundred games on TV with. Uh, so so you know, there's some attachment, there's some sadness to it uh, when when they do get traded, when they become free agents, or, or whatever the business side of baseball is. The players, you know. That's their coworker. It's not, you know, I think sometimes baseball fans, they get into, uh, God, I'm going to date myself. I was about ready to say rotary baseball, but fantasy baseball <laughs> and, uh, you know, things like out of the park baseball, the, the PlayStation games uh, are just amazing with the GM mode uh, that's on those games to where, you know, it almost like dehumanizes at the player. Uh, so, you know, to the players, even if the guy is struggling, uh, when they get traded, it's, it's tough because that's not, that that's their friend. That's their coworker, almost family, because they're spending more time with those guys on their team. Uh, a lot of times than their own family. I, I think Tom Brady may have found that out. Yeah. I mean, when Gronk went, went and played with Brady, it was like a family reunion. Right. Well, that, you know, he, he just came out of retirement as well. Right. But yeah. uh, anyway, so the Reds uh, made a move. I, we've alluded to it before. Uh, trying to pull that information up right now. Uh, but uh, Reds traded Sonny Gray on, uh, I believe it was, was it Sunday or Monday? It was Sunday. That was Sunday. Reds traded Sonny Gray. I'm trying to pull up the MLB app. Hopefully it doesn't disconnect you. <laughs> 
hope not. Since I'm on the phone again, we're having issues with our computers. Right, 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 right. But but uh, anyway, let's see transactions. So yeah, Sunday the thirteenth, the Reds traded Sonny Gray and right-handed pitcher Francis Peguero to the Twins. Uh, he was a minor league uh, rookie player. Uh, oddly enough, his page is linked on the Reds app, uh, but Sonny Gray's isn't. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he uh, was played in Dayton last year, was uh, played in 26 games, had a 4.96 ERA. Yeah, I don't pay attention too much to the minor leagues. Right, sure. right. So, so uh, to the Twins for Chase Petty, I like this move. Uh, I love Sonny Gray, but uh, he did have injury issues last year. Uh, did struggle at times. Uh, came back very strong at the end. Uh, but, you know, uh, last year the contract with the Reds and uh, the Chase Petty kid, uh, I think he's going to be really good, especially gets in the Reds system. I, I know Kyle Bo- Bodie's gone, but uh, Derek Johnson uh, taking charge of uh, the pitching staff throughout the organization I like. It's something that the Cardinals have done over the years. The Dodgers have done something similar over the years uh, to have like a steady organizational pitching uh, philosophy. And that's something that's been missing from the Reds for a long time. Yeah, I mean, at first I I didn't like the the deal. I I thought, I mean, like other fans, you think you're going to get a major league player in return. That doesn't always happen, and in this deal it did not. But we did get a young arm. Uh, his upside is, is good, but I mean, we're probably looking at a couple of years where you see him in the major. Right, right. I mean, that, that's that's the one difference with baseball from the other sports. When trades happen in football or NBA, uh, you're usually going to see an impact unless it's a trade for a draft pick. But they, even then, draft uh, picks in the NFL, uh, they're either pretty much make the team or they're on the practice squad or uh, – that that's it. <laughs> I guess now right. n- now they have an opportunity to go to USFL or XFL, but uh, but it, it's not the same with base baseball. Is a slow growth. Uh, very rarely do you get a guy like Mike Leak that just comes straight up to the uh, to the majors after being drafted. But uh, but yeah, I, I kind of like the move. Uh, this one hurt a little bit more because Sonny Gray uh, seems to be top of the rotation. But when you go back and look at the stats. You know, he's good, but he's not unexpendable good, if that makes sense. Yeah, if you go by last year's numbers, they weren't good. He had a losing record. His ERA was high, but he did have his back injury. Uh, he did struggle through that, but, I mean, he, all in all, he's going to be a good pitcher for the Twins. Right, and, and that ballpark will be uh, much more forgiving than a great American ballpark. Oh yeah, he's got a bigger ballpark to work with in Minnesota, so it should be a good uh, a good deal for him. Right, and and uh, you know, um, yeah, last year he uh, had a four point. I mean, actually, his last year was not that bad three point three WAR, a seven and nine record, four point one nine ERA. Uh, but again, last year the deal, and uh, you know the Reds get back a uh, first round draft pick. Now, whether or not he works out, the uh, time will tell. Uh, but a first-round draft pick pitcher that throws over a hundred—that's uh, that's a good return. But yeah, you get time you get a guy that throws over a hundred. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get into the analysis and and why there's probably so much angst and and kind of and why I'm taking a much more optimistic view. 
Um, then on Monday, <laughs> just to yeah, throw here we go. Here just, we to, go. just to throw gasoline <laughs> on the fire, uh, Reds traded Jesse Winker, who's also not linked, <laughs> Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners for uh, Justin Dunn, Jake Fraley, Brandon Williamson, and a player to be named later that the uh, front office says they seem to like maybe more than the other three, which is interesting. Uh, considering some of the names on the uh, on the roster for uh, the Mariners, I, I mean uh, Taylor Trammell is uh, on the team there. That would be very interesting if that's the player to be named later. I, I highly doubt it, but you never know. Uh, uh, Van Meter, who uh, came up with the Reds a couple of years ago, had kind of a good utility role type guy. He was a, uh, I believe he was a player to be named later in a trade or. A draft pick. I can't remember which. Yeah, I don't know, fan. But anyway, uh, but anyway, that trade. You, you have two very popular Reds players, uh, Jesse Winker, a Eugenio Suarez, and uh, so that one uh, caused people to uh, lose their mind. I think we kind of lost our minds over Waker. We thought everybody's starting to get used to him. Right. And he was really liked here. And Suarez was liked as well. But Suarez did struggle the last couple of years when it came to, to well, hitting and, and defense. You know, you know, a lot of the people that are, and I think everybody on social media, and I get flack for this for complaining about it, but social media, people feed off of negativity. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, it's just like, yeah, and we'll get into this part of it too. But, uh, so, but you know, Aueno Suarez last year, everybody's like benching, benching, trading. And, yep. and, uh, then when he's traded, people are grabbing, uh, their torches and pitchforks. Or their picket signs outside the stadium. Oh, that was stupid. But, <laughs> but uh, I like it. It was gumption. I got it. Was, you know, I like it. Nah, it was self-serving, but anyway, uh, I don't want to give them any more credit because an eight person protest, uh, gives absolutely no credence to the protest. It's just passion. I just, I think I like it because it's passionate, so uh, I, I don't know. but, uh, I, I, I will give props. They actually got the media to show up, but again, when the, there's more media people there than protesters, uh, it, it's not a good look. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> you, you did get you did get the media. Once you get the media involved, you kind of had something going. But I mean, if it would have had a lot more people, maybe it would have more got more. Uh, yeah, to. yeah, I, I hate giving them any more time. But anyway, but you know, passions dig run run deep uh, with those moves. Uh, but when you again, when you look at the uh, the stats of uh, Jesse Winker, had a really good season last year, but except September. Didn't have a good September. And uh, just looking at, uh, I mean, he, he was injured. Only played 110 games. You know, it, it seemed like he was in there a lot more than that. Uh, 129 hits, so that, that's really good. Uh, 305 batting average, 394 on base percentage. Uh, hit lefties really good. Could not hit right-handed hitters at all. And, and, you know, through his career, he's had a very good on-base percentage. So I was I was very high on Jesse Winker. But when I start looking at the games played, 
you know, the most he played in a single season was 113. Uh, technically, I, I think you got to give him 2020. He did play 54 games out of 60, so that's pretty good. But, you know, 47 games his first year, 89 games his second year. Uh, I mean, he just, I mean, if, if you're not, it's, it's hard to justify holding on to a guy that's going to make a lot of money when he's not playing uh, in the majority of the games. Yeah, but when, when he does play, he's a game changer. Oh, and he brings a big bat to the plate. Absolutely. But, I mean, when you look at the stats and just, just the numbers, I got to say that's a good trade. Uh, and, and Suarez, uh, I mean, it, it's so painful because Jesse had that great personality, the stuff that he did with the Mets fans. Way yeah, the, yeah. The, the thing was, way that was great. I enjoyed that. Uh, the guy that brought the sign that said, uh, "He's uh, a beat." We don't. We try not to cuss on this, so we don't get uh, deplatformed on even more than we already are. Right. Uh, but uh, the the fan that said uh, Jesse Winker's a, a bitch. Uh, Love that, and you know Jesse threw a ball to him. Yeah, I remember that. And and, and was j- just just last week was on John Boy Media with uh, Chris Rose. Uh, talking to the fan, going back and forth, and uh, I think Jesse actually wanted the sign. He said he's not going to be. He his plan was not to uh, collect signs this year, but uh, <laughs> wonder what what annex he'll have uh, in uh, Seattle. And they were fun annex. I mean, one of my favorite ones. And I wish he would have took a, took a chip. I mean, he probably would have gotten in trouble, but it would have been so great. Was the time I think it was 2019 uh, where. You know, he was going for a ball over in the corner, third base row, third base side, um, between third base and the outfield, uh, in the in the corner there at Great American Ballpark, and caught the ball. And there was a guy there with uh, helmet nachos, and he almost he acted like he was going to take a nacho. I, I thought that was great. Yeah, he was doing a little Don Mattingly there, we're trying to go for a nacho. Yeah, so so you're you're losing you're losing a great personality, a great person. Uh, and a pretty good player when he plays, but he's almost a platoon guy, and he's going to be making, you know, non-platoon money uh, very shortly. Uh, so I, 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 I hate the trade on one hand, uh, but when you start looking at the analytics, it, it makes sense. We kind of look at these trades as well. The Reds are trading to American League teams. I'm oh, fine with that. Absolutely. Uh, then you know, Justin Dunn. Uh, seems to be a decent pitcher. Jake Fraley, I really like. Uh, he had an awesome tweet today, which uh, we'll get I to. In a, in a, it, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good, man. I, I like this kid. Too. I mean, I, I, stats wise, uh, it's kind of like what we're saying. He seems to be a great personality. Uh, hasn't yep. been there on the stat. Oh, very, almost very similar to to Jesse Winker. I think right now it may be a poor man's Jesse Winker until he's until he gets his batting average up. Uh, I kind of, I kind of think he's like a Ryan Friel type player. Oh, no, that's I haven't a, really seen him play much. I've seen some highlights. So he's he's got some. He's a good player. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got to hit a little bit better, but we'll get there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Tuesday, uh, not a lot happening. Uh, I'm sure there was a lot of fans upset. I think there's some fans upset and also uh, some fans supportive of the of the move. You're always going to hear the loudest from the fans who are upset, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's a restaurant. Uh, Carvana or uh, anything else. When you go to read reviews online, 
you got to realize that uh, the people that had a bad experience or that are upset or emotional, they're going to be the ones making the most noise because, you know, if people are happy, uh, a lot of times they're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> they just want to be left alone. Uh, but so, yeah, that happened. Uh, Nick Crawl did come out and say uh, yesterday that the Reds are not just cutting payroll, that they do plan to add players through more trades and uh, free agent signings, which is what we saw today. Yes. So the we, saw a little bit of, we saw a little bit of both today. Right. The, the Reds traded Amir Garrett, which I, I think you spent half the season last year begging for that to happen. Because he was awful. Yeah, you, you know, the, I, I love Amir. I love the attitude. But when you start quoting Ric Flair like he did at the beginning of the season and then have a 7 ERA, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't work. No. I mean, I always, I always love him for fighting the Pirates by himself. But that was a one-time moment. But then last season, just he totally tanked. Yeah, you, 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 if, you, if you're going to talk smack, you, you got to back it up. And he, right. And he didn't, and you know that that's that that's a, that's one criticism. I mean, but you know, you you have what he said, AG, and then Amir Garrett. Uh, Amir Garrett's a great guy. Did a lot of stuff in the community. Uh, is a family man now, so a lot of that's probably a lot. A lot of his uh, attitude's probably going to change a little bit because once you have kids, you always have in the back of your mind uh, what your kids going to think. Well, it'd be interesting to see him against. Jesse Winker and, and Suarez. Oh, and, absolutely, absolutely. Form, are, anytime you see four teammates face each other, it's fantastic. And, and in return, the Reds got uh, Mike Miner, who uh, has struggled, especially lately, an older left-handed starting pitcher. I think he had a 5.06 ERA last year. But here, here's kind of the kicker. He uh, has a history with uh, Derek Johnson, and Derek Johnson – I, I mean, uh, I remember another Reds pitching coach that was very good with reclamation projects. Derek Johnson is really good taking his former college students and getting them back to almost like their college form. Well, I'll tell you what you can do with Mike. Mike Miner, I mean, he's 34, so he's no he's no spring chicken. But, right, but, but uh, he, hopefully he, he can help him out because yeah. he was, did struggle last year. Well, I mean, uh, and Derek Johnson's done that with Sonny Gray. Uh, he did it with yep. – uh, with uh, Wade Miley, I think both in uh, Milwaukee and Cincinnati. Yes, he did. So uh, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, Mike Miner, career four eleven ERA, uh, 16.6 WAR. So he's he's not a Cy Young candidate. Uh, he is an innings eater. He had 158 innings last year, 149 strikeouts, a 1.242 WHIP. Uh, so so you know some of those earned runs could have been because the uh, Kansas City Royals last year were not very good. Yeah, I mean, it's all Zach Greinke going back to Kansas City. Hopefully, he does well in his final round there. But anybody going to win there right now is not going to have a good time. No, now in Oakland in twenty twenty again at twenty twenty. I don't think you can count the stats for anybody. Yeah, yeah, I don't even look at twenty twenty as a season much, really. Yeah, in twenty nineteen, Mike Miner had a three point five nine ERA uh, for Texas, so. You know, I think he can probably get back to that. I don't know if he could get back to the 2.55 ERA he had in 2017. Uh, but, uh, you know, Derek Johnson is pr pretty good. Yeah, Derek Johnson, I mean, he, he's done really well. And I think Mike Miner, I mean, he's, he's a veteran pitcher. He's replacing 
my uh, 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 why, excuse me, who's he replacing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, yeah, he's, he's replacing Miley. Miley or, or Sonny Gray, one of the two. Uh, the, yeah. the, the I mean, we'll get into the rotation uh, as we get closer uh, to opening day. But, uh, but yeah, I, I like the move. It did add payroll. Uh, the Royals are only covering $500,000 of uh, Miner's uh, $10 million salary. So probably added my dog, my dog. My dog distracted me when I was trying to say Miley. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the Red signed a free agent. Now this one's not on the official transaction list. Uh, so I'll let you say his name. The guy from the Giants, the utility guy, looks really like a really really good signing. Donovan Solano. Uh, his numbers are really good off the bench. He's uh, at like two eighty. I mean, he's, he's, he can play infield, play, play third, second, short. He can play anywhere in the infield. He's a good player. I like this signing. Right. Well, not only that, uh, I mean, with the with the DH in, in the National League this year, uh, he can fill in there. He can give oh, yeah. Moose a, a couple of days off from defen- defensively while he DHs. Uh, he can give Jonathan India a day off or two. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the move. Too. And that, that's another payroll move. I think he's making four million. Uh, so uh, I think it's only, is that a one year contract? Or is that two? I, just a one, just a one year contract. So that that works okay. great if the Reds are struggling midway through. It's a potential trade trade bait because you know contending teams need those kind of players. Oh yeah, I mean a guy that can play any position is very valuable. And they, that, also signed Buck, they also signed Buck Farmer right. to a minor league contract. Yeah, Buck Farmer, don't know a lot about him. There's another farmer on the team, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 2021 stats, not good. 35, yeah, I haven't looked at stats. 35 innings, uh, 37 strikeouts, a 1.73 whip, which you never want to see from a reliever. And uh, ERA is 6.37. Yeah, but you know you, you do need bodies for spring training, so that's probably where that one falls in. Well, they uh, only have 18, 18 spring games, so he's got to get it in shape real quick. Absolutely. And then uh, rumors are the Reds are talking to Johnny Cueto. Yep, uh, we saw that earlier today. Somebody tweeted it out, and I saw a bunch of other tweets about it. So it's possible a reunion of Johnny Cueto. I think it would be nice nostalgia, but I don't know how. What's he got left? Well, last year I would take this uh, seven and seven, a four point oh eight ERA, uh, one hundred fourteen innings pitched, and uh, let's see, a one point three six nine WHIP. Not not his best stuff, uh, but uh, you know, uh, it, it would be nice. Could be that spot starter. Could be the number five starter, and a, and a reunion. Yeah, I love I love John Aquino when he was here. Oh, he, you know, every, everybody that's so upset over the moves this week, John, the Johnny Cueto move move uh, was mine. I I was uh, I was greatly upset. I was uh, on the air at that time, uh, so uh, I was wanting to throw things. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so, but, but but out of that though, we get, he did get a ring out of it. So I'm, he, he got I'm, a, I was okay with it. He got a ring at it, and, and here's the other thing: you, you look at his his numbers with Cincinnati, a three point two one ERA, 
uh, with San Francisco uh, the years he was there. Uh, 3.81 ERA in a ballpark that uh, is not as uh, hitter-friendly as Great American Ballpark. Yeah, there's a big difference between the two ballparks, no, no doubt. So, uh, unfortunately, he didn't go on to have the kind of uh, – I, I thought he could possibly uh, – I mean, if he would have kept on going on with what he did here at the Reds, I, I think you could have been talking about him in Cooperstown. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, 32.90 uh, whip, not whip, war. <laughs> a 32.9 whip would be very bad. That might happen when we go to robot umps, but that'll be for another show. Uh, but I, I think, and I know people like to beat up on Nick Crawl. Uh, I know people like to beat up on Bob Castellini, but I really think, and, and we'll get into this in just a second, but I really think, they are being honest, saying they do want to compete in 2022 and that uh, these moves are not just cutting payroll. I mean, they are cutting payroll. Uh, when you go down to $75 million, it's probably a little bit higher than that now from $122 million last year. That, that's definitely a payroll cut. But uh, there, we had a show last year, and I don't re- remember which one, but you can find it in the archives. But looking in baseball reference last year, and we talked about this, that the Reds were going to be making moves. We thought they'd be selling at the uh, trade deadline. I think it's before one of their winning streaks uh, midway through the season. But, uh, you know, they were looking at like a $248 million payroll for either 2023 or 2024. And Yeah, and they didn't even do anything at the deadline when that happened. No, but the thing is, uh, well, they started winning, so they had to add <laughs> at the deadline. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we looked at that early on in one of their losing streaks, and we're, and we're pretty sure they were going to start selling then because, you know, even though they were in a window of winning opportunity, everybody, I mean, there's no way that the Reds could have a $284 million payroll. No, they were not the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, one... Uh, that that would put them well. That would put them almost to the uh, to the like double penalty in the uh, collective bargaining tax. That's not gonna. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible for the Reds to do that. <laughs> they don't have the yeah, revenues. Yeah, you don't want to be in that area. Definitely not. And uh, I mean, I mean, if, if they ever got to that point and and tried to win it all by spending that much money, it would be like the Marlins, where the next year it's double A guys because they can't because they spend all their money for five years in one year. And I think that's one of the things that they're trying to get away from is, is to try to avoid uh, those ups and downs and have a pipeline of when, when there's a player like a a Suarez, that's been a great contributor when, when his, when he can't uh, continue anymore or Nick Castellanos, that you have a guy that can come up and not be the same, but uh, be comparable. Yeah, I mean, on all these moves, I, I, I kind of expected them to, to try and move Sands out, which they probably did. I don't know. Uh, because he's had injury issues. He's, he's pretty much been a bust the last few years. Um, but I think the trade of, of, of Suarez and Lakers is going to be good for them in the long run. And maybe he gives a lot of the younger guys an opportunity at the level now, like, like was it TJ Friedel? Right. He he looked really good last yeah. year. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that in yeah. probably a separate show, but, um, but yeah, so the, I mean, the Reds have some young players, uh, that I saw into last year, TJ Friedel, 
Uh, San Martin looked awesome as a pitcher. Doesn't throw very hard, so he, he doesn't get the headlines, doesn't get the love, because that's what baseball is all about now is the 100-mile-per-hour fastball. Well, the guy but, has finesse. But he, he got – Finesse yeah. is good. Oh, he, he, could, <laughs> he located – his 89-mile-per-hour fastball looked about 95. Yeah. I saw that on TV. I'd watch a game on TV, and I'd be like, oh, was that 98 miles there? It was like – 91 or something like what i don't think he hit i don't think he hit over 90 his, his debut game when i was sitting in the uh, diamond seats uh for that watching him so I, I was very impressed with him i hope he still gets a chance uh with, with some of the additions obviously mike minor is going to be in the rotation now yeah i mean hunter green is a guy that everybody's looking at right oh yeah now, so. yeah but uh but anyway so you, you got the young players coming up you got uh and, you know, then, then uh, I think the uh, – and one other thing that this does is a guy like Jonathan India, this clears room for him to uh, to get an extension maybe after this year or, or next year, kind of like how Joey Votto did uh, when he was a second, third-year player. And then, of course, yeah. when, he, when he became a six-year player, he got the uh, the big contract that he has now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that leads some, that leads some possibility there. You, you see other small market teams doing that, like the Rays, uh, the A's never do that, but that's another story that we don't really care about. Yeah. And, and I hope that doesn't happen here. The, the biggest problem with the Reds, the last two years, uh, when they, when they at post COVID is, you know, Bob Castellini, um, for whatever reason, has pretty much been media silent. He said a couple of things last year at the trade deadline that they would spend money if, if some, somebody brought him something uh, to compete. Uh, but that was about it. Uh, he doesn't talk to the media anymore. I know he doesn't like the media that well. Um, just from well, Mike, part- Mike Brown's the same way. Right. <laughs> but uh, and, and, and part of it, I mean, I mean, there was some unfair criticism last year. Uh, towards uh, Bob Castellini by some of the local media guys, uh, but you know uh, that the, if you're in that role, you get you got to deal with it and, and ignore uh, ignore the negative because uh, you, you're going to end up wasting too much time on it and, and avoiding something that could be positive. Uh, but Bob needs to come out and say what the plan is, uh, at least to the season ticket holders, and, and you know he does that, then it gets out on social media. And people may or may not believe it. That's up to them. Uh, but, you know, he's been silent. And I, I like Nick Crawl. Uh, I talked to him for about 30 minutes at spring training in 2017. Uh, he, he was very open there. Uh, maybe I led him on with some of my questions for him on philosophy. But it kind of makes sense. It's kind of what he's doing now. But when he talks to the media... He takes like, uh, you know, the burning passions of people that are upset over a move he's made. And then he throws gasoline on it by saying something that's either nonsensical, like realigning our, our payroll to our resources or uh, what was it last year? We've, we're going to reallocate our funds. Don't say that. Why not? Why don't you pump up the uh, potential uh, young players that could come up? Last year, he should have been pumping up Jonathan India. This year, yeah. This yeah. year, Hunter Green, spin it that way. Get people excited over something instead of just letting them stew that you're cutting money. People, uh, and you know, 
Bob Castellini uh, and the Red. More, more importantly, the Reds, uh, based on where they fell in the line of uh, the Deloitte's Business 100 that gets published in the Inquirer every year, that's ranked by revenues. Uh, the Reds never disclose their revenues, but you can kind of tell where they are based on the other companies around them that do. I mean, they probably lost $200 million in revenues the, the year of COVID. Uh, it was reported they lost $50 million approximately uh, in net. Uh, Phil Castellini did say that they took a loan out uh, to, you know, cover operations last year and not and not deeply cut the payroll last year. But honestly, we're paying, for, what, 4 or $5 for gasoline. We're not going to care that Bob Castellini or, or even the Reds as a company uh, went through tough times that don't, don't sell it that way. i uh, be honest about it. Uh, that may help, especially last year, but this year, no, especially after going through the lockout and, and millions of dollars batted around new TV contracts nationally. Uh, don't try to claim poor, but if you're making these moves, I believe there is some baseball moves behind them. But, I mean, you trade away a lot of very popular players, a lot of things done for the community, especially Tucker Barnhart earlier. But tout it as, you know, this is an opportunity for Tyler Stevenson. Talk about uh, Hunter Green getting an opportunity to debut. And, and you know, if you spin it that way, not everybody's going to be happy. Uh, people on social media are still going to be burning their tickets or burning their their uh their jerseys are saying they're never going to watch a game again and then complain about the first game of the season that the Reds uh, got thrown out or something. <laughs> something that they would have requ- required them to watch the game. Right. Nobody's, nobody's going to quit watching the Reds uh, once the season gets started. But the Reds need to do a better job of explaining the plan. You don't have to give out all your details, but just say, hey, here's what we want to do. Be upfront about it before you do it. I mean, just say, hey, we, we may make some moves this offseason. Don't let it be a rumor in the media because then you don't control the message. Well, you know, for me personally, um, I probably cut back on going to games because I, you know, I was a little upset with Wicker and Suarez got traded, right. but I understand why it was done. Um. But you, you and know, yeah, paying paying four fifty for gas too does stuff. No, well, and, and that's and that's the thing when when asked about, it, it's like, oh, we got to cut our payroll, we got to we got to get our resources aligned. Well, nobody's going to be like, I'm going to go watch them because they're not making baseball moves; they're just trying to save money. Why should I spend my money if they're going to be saving theirs or cutting theirs? Instead, if he talked about, hey, we got to make room for Hunter Green. We got we got uh, San Martin coming up. T.J. Friedel looks really good. Get people excited about that, and you'll you'll have less people being upset and doing stupid things like committing credit card fraud. Must be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe uh, that that person. Uh, we're not going to mention any names, but that person went to uh, Hal McCoy with, with the story of what she did uh, by uh, going to the by putting a false claim against the Reds uh, with her credit card company and got it done, which which is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, don't do that. If you're upset, you can call your ticket rep and and vent. Uh, they'll listen to you. Be nice to them though, because you know they do a really good job. They do a lot of great things. Uh, four season ticket holders, 
don't take your frustrations out on Bob on them because there's nothing they can do about it. Nope. They just sell the tickets, sell the tickets, but, but you know, contact them first before you contact your credit card company and claiming the reds committed fraud. The reds did not commit fraud. They may have made some bad, bad or good baseball moves. We'll find out, uh, by end of the season, maybe or sooner, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't defraud anybody. You, you got tickets to go watch a major league baseball game. Uh, whether those players are 22 or 34 or in, in Joey Votto's case, uh, how old is Votto now? Uh, he is turning, he'll be turning 38, I believe 38 or 39. Right. So, so yeah, but don't, don't do anything stupid. Vince on Facebook, as annoying as it is, it doesn't, most of the time it doesn't hurt anything. Well, we can. <laughs> Depends how you word it. Well, that, that's true. But, uh, you know, overall, I, I'm optimistic on the season. Uh, I still think the Reds can make the playoffs, especially now that there's six uh, teams in the playoffs from the National League. Well, can I ask you this? Yes. Mr. Evans. How many wins are Reds going to have this year? They're, they're, I know they went by a sports bet. It was like 79 or something like that. I, I'm going to be optimistic. Last year I was pessimistic. This year I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say 92. I mean, what did I say last year? 95 or something like that? Yeah, you you, went, you were very optimistic last year. I was pessimistic. I, I, liked, we had, I liked what we had. I thought we had a good team. Uh, obviously, you, you, you minus out what was traded. A huge upgrade in getting rid of uh, Garrett. Um, that eliminates a hole in the bullpen. Right. Um, I'm going to go with 88. That, that's still very optimistic. Now there there are yeah. some. Th- we, we'll we'll visit this once the roster's set because we'll know a lot more then. Uh, is it going to be a, a lot of retreads uh, like a Mike Miner, or is it going to be young players getting their chance? I'm hoping it's a mix of the two, but uh, because you know Mike Miner's there, so I can't say the no retreads anymore or reclamation projects. Retreads probably not a fair statement to Mike Miner, but. You know what I mean? A guy that's not a superstar uh, taking the spot of a young guy uh, that could could get a chance, but you know we got a veteran pitcher in there, which could help Hunter Green. Yeah, I mean, you, Miner replaces Miley, who was a veteran pitcher as well. So yeah, I, I mean, you needed somebody like that in your rotation. So and, you know, the other news is uh, Castillo and Miley are both kind of off the trade block now. Uh, Nick Cross said they have no intentions of trading them. I'm, I'm sure if a deal came up for for something they couldn't turn down, that they would make the deal. But, uh, you know, this isn't a total teardown. Some people, I mean, that's why, that's this is one of the reasons why I say social media is so negative. Is Monday and Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, people were like, they're tearing down the team. He just doesn't want to spend money. He's putting money in his pocket. It's going to be a bunch of double-A players. And then today they make a trade for Mike Miner, uh, getting rid of Amir Garrett, who uh, people were kind of tired of after last season anyway. And then people are like, this is not how you do a rebuild. This is, uh, why are they doing this? Why are they spending money? Make up your mind. (laughs) (laughs) I swear people just want to be negative to be negative. Granted, I called it a fire sale. 
at first because oh, it, it looked that way. It did look that I way. I did at first. too. I, I did too. And you know, it still kind of is, but there's baseball behind it. Yeah. There's still there's still good players left. It, I mean, it's, didn't trade it's, everybody. it's not like 2003 where they're going down uh, to the Mexican League and getting uh, I forget the guy's name, but uh, he was awful in 2003. They did get Aaron Harang during that uh, during those fire cell trades, but uh, they also brought up guys from the from the uh, from the Mexican League. It's not like 2016 where they went out and got the guy that was on his pig farm or cow farm. <laughs> I can't remember Andrusic, I think. Oh yeah, the guy was like seven foot nine or whatever it was. Oh no, no, that, that not not him. There was a there was a starting pitcher. He was he was farming. He had been out of the league for like a year or so, and uh, they brought him back. I don't recall who that was now. I, I don't. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up. Uh, it, it's not that important, but you know they're not bringing in these guys that are way off the mark they're bringing in legitimate major league pitchers and players but you know the reds still have some work to do they they need a backup catcher there's some competition there uh oh, andrew andrew knapp is one of them as well he's, he's over philly yeah so and, and I, I would like to see them get a closer but there's no real closers out on the uh, free agent market right now so that's probably not going to happen it's probably going to be another i think art warren is going to be uh, kind of the odds-on favorite for that spot. For if I were to pick, I think Louis Sesa. He had a pretty solid season last year. Right. He's got good stuff. Yeah. I would consider him as well. Yeah, Art Warren had really good stuff too. But um, you know, we'll get yeah. into this more. But I, I think everybody needs to take a collective deep breath. The Reds are going to be okay. Phil, or, yeah. Uh, Phil Castellini needs to start coming out and talking for uh, Nick Crawl because Nick Crawl, he he could he could go out and trade for, um, let's see, Otani and uh, Mike Trout in the same deal, and he would find a way to turn that into a negative. <laughs> Well, because of money they're making now. Well, no, no, <laughs> really he, he he would he would just, I mean take the money out of the picture. He would find a way to talk about it in a way that would not get you excited about Mike Trout and uh, and uh, Otani coming to the Reds. That's not going to happen. Uh, but you know he he doesn't he every time he talks, even me who's Mister Optimistic with the Reds, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So they, they need to give him some public relations uh, training because he he takes every everything that's already a negative and and then he just throws fire or for, throws fire he throws fire and gasoline on it. Yeah, he needs somebody needs to talk for him. Exactly. I mean, that's where that's where Phil Castellini and Bob Castellini should be coming in. Not that Bob uh, has a lot of uh, political capital anymore, but. Yep. But, uh, you know, he, he makes that worse. Like, today's deal was something that people cl- were clamoring for last year, getting rid of Amir Garrett. And then, uh, you know, and, and a part of it is, I, for whatever reason, some of the media people here are very negative towards Nick Kroll. Uh, maybe he just doesn't like doing radio interviews. So uh, that's part of it. But, uh, but, you know, at the same time, when he says things that are nonsensical, like, we have to realign our payroll to meet our, or our resources to meet our payroll. 
or whatever the the ridiculous speak was. Fans don't care, Nick. They so, don't talk about how you know there there are going to be some tough moves. Uh, it's going to make our team better for the short and long term. I mean, hire me; I can do it for you. Not that people will listen to me. Let me get you another job right there. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, my goal is to have more jobs than Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, well, he makes good money doing what he does. He so, has no yeah. kid. He has no kids either. Well, he doesn't time for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, I I understand people's anger. Um, uh, I had it too, a little bit. I was on vacation, so it made this one a lot easier than like the lockout news uh, there. I lost my cool and got emotional before thinking. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be okay. The Reds are going to have a season. It's going to be major league games. I think they're going to be competitive, competitive. If you look at Vegas, Vegas, you know, th- th- they'll be wrong on odds, but they don't make decisions based on their heart. They they look at where the teams are, and, and right now they have the Reds picked third in the uh, National League Central. They still shot the wild card that way. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they have them out of the wild card contention, but you know, as we saw with the Bengals uh, going into the twenty twenty one season, uh, they were a very long shot. They were plus fifteen thousand at one point. Uh, the Reds right now are plus 8,500 to win the World Series. So you're saying there's a chance. There is absolutely a chance. <laughs> that's right. So I, I'm going to stay op- optimistic. Uh, you know, that's not going to say I'm going to agree with everything Nick Kroll does or and definitely doesn't and definitely don't agree with everything he says because uh, he, he's kind of brought this situation on himself. But, you know, and everybody was so positive over what the Bengals have done. That uh, you know the Reds seemingly going in the opposite direction. Uh, it, it's it's a very emotional, especially when you know I, I loved uh, Suarez. I really loved Tucker Barnhart. He did so much uh, off the field on something I'm not going to talk about uh, on the air, but uh, but I'm definitely going to miss that guy. But it, it was a baseball move. I mean, it was a budget move too, but it was a baseball move. Tyler Stevenson proved he is ready for that spot. So it, 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 that's the thing I think with this fire sale or rebuild or however you want to uh, word it is there are, even if he doesn't go out and sign free agents for every position on the team, except for depth and closer, (laughs) there is someone ready to come up. Yeah. There's somebody down there that will be willing to get their shot and able I mean, there's yeah. always somebody willing. There, there's you're not going to go to any minor league player in any any division from from the Savannah Bananas on up that wouldn't want to play in the majors. Yeah, I mean, how do you think Corky Miller felt? You know, he every time he came up, he went back down, but he was still had a smile on his face. Oh, absolutely, every time. So, well, uh, you know, I, I think the guys like San Martin, T.J. Friedel, we forgot about Max Schrock. How, how awesome was he last year? Oh, all right. Max Schrock, man. That dude stepped up when he needed to. He got injured at one point, but then he stepped right into that role where he knew he was needed, and he did a great job. So it's not like the Reds this time. The Reds have players that can fill those roles, and, uh, you know, that that's what you want. You, you need that pipeline because you can't – I mean, even the Mets, who are spending ungodly amounts of money, their, their long-term plan is to get to where 
They're not spending an ungodly amount of money. They want to bring up uh, players in their uh, farm system, keep the superstar players and the Joey Votto level uh, type players as much as they can, but uh, they want to bring in their young players because that is that's the key to long-term success. I mean, the Dodgers have been spending, but you know they've had players come up in their system as well, uh, either through that they've gotten through trades or or drafts. So uh, it's not just spending money; uh, they're able to keep their most of their uh, most of their players uh, is kind of the big difference uh, and and build maybe a dynasty. But the Reds. And teams like that, there's ways to there's ways to make exciting baseball, and that's what we want to see. We don't need a ten thousandth bar. Yeah, the people get drunk enough at the games. They don't need more bars. <laughs> but just please, uh, I don't know if anybody from the Reds ever listens to this. I kind of hope not, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, just explain to the fans. Most of us are mature enough to handle it on, on what your plan is. Uh, you did it in 2016, which I was not happy about. Uh, but you know, you came out. You said we're going to take a step back. This is going to get us to winning in 2018, 2019. Un- unfortunately, uh, we fell short. The team fell short those years. COVID hit, uh, which sucked for everybody. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited. Uh, this, I, I like seeing some of the young players that stepped up during injuries last year. I think that makes some of these moves easier for Nick Crawl to make. Uh, you know, I loved Nick Castellanos. I still have hope that they could re-signing, but they real, the outfield just in numbers is pretty filled up, even with Jesse Winker being traded because you got the you got the other guy coming over uh that i think plays outfield as well uh that we talked about yep. uh so you know the outfield's still very uh very full i'm surprised they haven't tried to move the punisher yeah i, th- I think they still have hopes for him and just maybe his last shot i'm right. assuming oh I, I would say so i mean he may not even make the team uh, because you know you, you can't carry seven outfielders uh, so, and you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and, uh, we we'll, we try to be fair. Uh, it, it was definitely, it's definitely fire sale fill, but it, it doesn't feel like they're going to be tanking. I wouldn't call no. them tanking just yet. Uh, just with the moves today, if they, especially if they sign a, a little bit higher level free agent, uh, we might, we might want to give up hope on Castellanos. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I know think, there's a lot of them on social media that want it to happen. I don't see it happening. I, I don't see it happening. I, I don't even know if it should because, again, he's going to be wanting 28 to $30 million a year. I mean, there's a reason he's still available. And, and if you sign, if you if the Reds sign him for $28, 30000000 million a year, that's going to be very tough for them to, to – hold on to uh, Jonathan India if he continues the success he had last year. And I'd much rather, uh, I love Nick Castellanos. I'd love to have them both, but if I had to choose, yeah. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have Jonathan India. Yeah. I, I'm always big. Okay. Like he was a great addition to the team. He seemed happy here, but he, he wants a lot of money. That's the reason he's still available. So, but yeah, I'm with you. I think India is the he's the future of the team. I'd much I'd much rather see India get the thirty million dollar a year type contract. Oh yeah, he did. 
perfectly worth it. Which, you know, as we're talking with the Reds setting 70 to $90 million, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? But, you know, by the time uh, he's ready to get that, Votto's going to be either in the last year of his contract or uh, or retired uh, or playing for another team or, or on a re, kind of like the the uh, contract uh, Barry Larkin had his last couple of years where he took a little bit less money. Uh, so, so there's going to be, there's going to be some freeing up of, uh, potential money to keep, uh, India if he earns it and, uh, he'll earn it, he'll earn it no doubt. He'll earn it. Yeah. And, and, and do some other stuff. So, you know, you, sometimes you got to think long-term as a fan, we want to win every single game. That's not going to happen in baseball. Uh, no. but, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm being optimistic and, and, you know, I, I believe the Reds, when they say their intentions are to be competitive this year within a budget. <laughs> so, yeah, it, I mean, like, it, like we were talking about earlier with making our, our win predictions, I mean, that's tentative until we see what the final roster is going to be. I mean, change, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it later in the later show. But right. For now, I'm sticking with 88. I'm going to say 92 just to be optimistic, but I, I don't think okay. they're going. I don't think they're going to lose a hundred like some people say. They didn't lose a hundred in their no. worst season. <laughs> this be true. I mean, the Pirates are still worse than us. Let's put it that way. The the Cubs are still worse than us. They they made a couple of improvements today, but I mean, overall, they're they're probably younger than the Reds. Yeah, they'll still they'll they'll probably still you know be better than the Pirates, but the Pirates are still worse. Oh, the the Pirates are awful. Uh, and, and they made some additions, but it's not going to fix anything they have right now. Not at all. And you know, they're getting rid of like players that aren't even to arbitration eligible yet. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. And, Their GM is pretty stupid. Yeah, and I, and I think, and I think that's, <laughs> and I think that's where Reds fans were thinking that the Reds were going to. I don't think that's the, that's the case. They wouldn't have made the moves they made today if it was. Uh, Bob's not going to sell the team. He doesn't care if you're putting a hashtag. Sell the team, Bob. It's just like Vince McMahon uh, said in the interview of Pat McAfee. Uh, he doesn't listen to the negative, especially on social media. He's like, well, what can I do about it? Someone thinks me thinks I'm an a-hole? Uh, well, okay. I'm not going to be able to change their mind. I'm an a-hole. Uh, yep. He said it used to bother him, but uh, he, he can't focus on that. So uh, it probably bothers Bob if he does hear it, but – and and if he does, if he is on the field for opening day, I, I do think he'll be booed, uh, rightfully or wrongfully. I may even have joined in, but uh, just because I, I I if nothing else, talk to us, tell us what your plans are. Say you hate it, but this is what the baseball people say is the best plan forward. And, you know, cause you always said Bob always came off as like being one of us, just another fan. And I think partly of that's true. Uh, it, it's a hundred percent not true when it came to the lockout because fans would never vote for the lockout. They would find a way to keep working, uh, with the players to try to get the season in because nobody wants to miss games. And, uh, I, Bob did not have that same kind of attitude during the lockout. Um, uh, so he's not a, exactly a fan like us. I mean, he owns the team, so he has some financial responsibilities. But if you're going to position yourself as being a fan and you're making a move that fans wouldn't make, tell us why. We, we Most of us may understand, 
or we may boo you even louder. But uh, tell us why, because otherwise we're going to let our imaginations run wild and, uh, and and you get what you get now. Yeah, maybe you'll communicate with the fans. Fans are going to automatically think you don't. You don't care. You don't care. And and I've been around Bob Castellini enough to know that he does care. He just doesn't uh he just doesn't seem to care now or he's afraid to say why because uh he's he's become what he didn't like. And, and you know, uh, John Fay um wrote a very interesting article which kind of fits with what I've seen from Bob Castellini as a season ticket holder over uh pretty much since 2007 I've been a season ticket holder, so um, and you know, that is, you know, when he came on, uh, on board, Dan O'Brien's like, yeah, well, here's our plan to win five in five years. And Bob's like, no, what's your plan to win now? And, and they almost did in 2006. It was a very similar year to last year. 2006 was, and, uh, you know, Wayne Cripsy came in and he got it moving faster, but, uh, Bob wanted, uh, Walt Jockety, when he came available because he had a relationship with him in the Cardinals organization. And, uh, then Dick Williams came along and talked Bob and I, he's never said why. And, and that's a question I would love to ask him. Why did you change your mind from 2014 to 2015, uh, to take the step back and, and go for the long term? and kind of the same question. Now I'm sure COVID came into play for this year and last year, but, uh, but the question is why, why go from the long term to the short term to whatever term, uh, this is now. Yeah. I mean, there's some answers I'm sure we'd like to have. Yeah. Because I mean, what he said in an article was, and this was his always, always his philosophy when he bought the team and because he saw it in St. Louis is you've got to get consistent winning to build up your audience and fans coming to the, to, to the stadium so you can get more resources to spend on on free agents and players of course uh you know revenue sharing's changed everything we learned more than more than we wanted to know about that during the lockout uh so the reds have money to spend hopefully they will spend it hopefully they get uh, their debt paid off from covid and uh and we can see some players like jonathan india get their long-term deals uh to be with the team for a long time because i i think uh, as long as he doesn't get ruined by the business side of baseball this year with the lockout and the uh, and all the trade craziness uh, that uh, that he could be here with the right contract, he's not going to work for free uh, and be here for for a long time. But uh, until then, everybody, calm down. Let's see where we're at in three weeks for opening day uh, and see where the roster is to see if we need to bring our uh, virtual pitchforks and torches to opening day. Yeah, don't forget. I mean, spring training, first game's Friday. It's on TV. Check out some of the young guys, some of the new guys, and see what you think. Baseball's back. That, that, should, that should give everybody a smile on their face. And, I'm and, so happy. So happy baseball's back. And until next time, go Reds. Go Reds.